First of all, I would like to apologize for my English because I'm still learning English. I have uh, never thought that one day I'll be here in the U.S. speaking English. In 1988, I was born in Bhutan, a small country in Asia. Uh, we lived in the southern part of Bhutan, uh, originally from Nepal. Our parents, four uh, grandparents, they were from Nepal originally. Uh, my parents told me the life was really good. Everything was perfect in Bhutan because uh, my parents were citizens. We had a home, a house, land, a property, all kind of cattle and everything. Life was perfect at that time. Early 1990s, suddenly uh, the time changed and the conflict came in between uh, the people from Bhutan, originally from Bhutan and uh, the southern part of Bhutanese Nepalese people. The conflict was uh, for religious, for culture, for uh, tradition, for the language. Bhutan government started uh, thinking to you know, force us to leave the country. They started uh, threatening, showing the guns, kidnapping our parents, our relatives. They said, you leave the country now because you are from Nepal. You are not from Bhutan. You speak Nepali. You do everything Nepali-related Nepali. So you shouldn't be staying here in this country. Leave the country now. So they started burning the house. They started, you know, showing the guns and killed many people at that moment. They gave us a few days. And my parents didn't get even a chance to pick up a single piece of paper from the house. They grabbed, at that time, we were four children uh, with my parents. So they, they grabbed four children and they ran to Nepal with more than 30,000 Nepali from Bhutan. So we stayed uh, in between. Uh, we came to Nepal. And Nepal government said, no, you came from Bhutan. Your country is Bhutan. You were born in Bhutan. So you should go back to Bhutan. There's no, nothing here for you. So we stuck in between Bhutan, Nepal, and India, the border of Nepal and India. So we lived uh, in uh, Bank of River for a few months. Many people died because of health, because of uh, you know, lack of food, lack of I mean, health. Many people died. Later, different organizations from you know, national and international organizations, refugee organizations, started donating, helping us. And they, uh, later, the Nepal government ready to give us a small land, a small place. You know, that is jungle, actually, forest. They cleaned the forest and made a big field, and we started living there as a refugee more than 30 or 40,000 people in the beginning at 1990s. So in life in refugee camp was very miserable, very bad, very, you know, very poor. We had only four, uh, the house was, in the beginning, they provided us uh, plastic tents, and later they provided us bamboo sticks and grasses for the roof. The four wall and six people, seven people, there were many people, you know, we had seven members in the family, and seven members all together in the house with four walls, nothing separate, no dining room, no sitting room, no kitchen, nothing at all. There was a toilet sharing by two or three families. And we are not allowed to go out of refugee camp. We spent 19 years in refugee camp without electricity. So you can imagine the life without electricity for 19 years. No television, no telephone, nothing at all. You know, we had to pay few amount and go to local to watch 15 inch black and white television for half an hour and come back home. My parents used to work. They never had a job. We never had a job because we are none of any countries. We never had any IDs. So my parents used to work uh, in local place, in the farm. They helped sometime in uh, building the house, uh, constructing the road, but they never get paid. They only got a little bit of uh, food, whatever they had for the day. They never get paid for a whole day. They got a little bit of uh, food, rice, and or sometime vegetables, sometime, whatever they had. So we spent 19 years eating rice and beans, rice and beans, three times a day for 19 years because we're not able to buy anything. We're not able to work. 
we had to wait a festival to buy, to eat meat. Once a year, we used to eat meat. Once a year, when you get sick, people used to visit us with a piece of apple and a few grapes. That's all we had to eat in the refugee camp. We never had any experience of touching the phone. The first time, I remember 10 years ago, that there was a helicopter in the refugee camp. More than 60,000 people were all gathering you know, to just look at the helicopter from close to, by near. So I have never touched a car. But in, uh, in 2008, we heard that there was a news, good news about uh, the refugees. They say, at that time, the refugees grew up with 120,000, more than that. But we heard that the news that uh, U.S., maybe the different uh, international organizations like immigration organizations, they offered us to leave the um, refugee camp and come to, uh, as a resettlement in different countries. And in the beginning, we didn't believe that. We didn't believe that, no, they're going to they're put us in the airplane and then they're going to throw, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the ocean. They want to kill us because they cannot afford any more. They cannot provide us food, shelter, and anything. We, we're scared. And we wait anyone can come first, and then we can go later. But our relatives came into the U.S. first, and then they called us, and they said, yes, this is true. You can come to the U.S. Life is good here. So 2008, uh, 2010, we came to the Alaska first time. So it was a pretty, everything was good, everything was new and perfect. When we came here, it was summer, sun was there only 11.30 or 12. <laughs> so we couldn't believe it is day or night, you know. And later, we went to a supermarket, and we have never shopping in a supermarket. It was only a, you know, a second-hand store, a thrift store, uh, in the, you know, a sideways store, a street store. We are we never shopping in the store. Here, we went to Fred Meyer somewhere in the beginning. And Everything in, like under the one roof. It's perfect. Yeah. So I, I, I lost in the store even. And I, I did the funny thing that I had only $3 at that time. And I wanted to buy something that cost $5. And I said, I started bargaining. Can I get this in $3? <laughs> That's what we did in the refugee camp because we didn't have enough money. So every time we bargained. And somebody told me, no, you cannot bargain here. So those are the shop. And my friend started going, you know, they said, let's go camping. What's camping? We never knew. And they said, let's go fishing. Everything, like, something new, new, new. And then we, we had a good life. And then later, the snow came. It snow. We only watched the snow in the television, in the movies, in the pictures. So we got, we got to touch the snow here. We had fun. We enjoyed it. And later, when the snow melts and it started freezing and cold, no, we cannot leave it here anymore. We'll die soon. <laughs> so we... So we wanted to go somewhere else where there is hot. So later, the first time, it was very hard waiting the bus in the cold, walking in the slippery road. But later, we, bought, uh, we started working in, uh, somewhere else. We, got, we started going to ESL school, language school. We got a job. We, I worked in McDonald's first. And then later, I started going to ESL, English as a second language. And I got a job in a school district as a TA, teacher's assistant. And I started going to uh, GED. I, I wanted to get GED, and I got GED from here. And I got a job in Nine Star Education Center as an uh, ESL teacher. So finally, I'm here with my own car, with my own phone, and with my, you know, this month, I'm going to move to my own house. So this is my uh, successful story. I'm here right now in front of you. Thank you. Thank you.